El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is my, my co-host on this podcast. I keep, you know, I said, I said all the things that I said last week, and now this week, I'm back here to this same spot in the intro to say all of a bunch of other things. And by that, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May, also joining us. He is the host of all of your favorite podcasts. Everything he does puts a smile on your face and is the highlight of your day, week, month, or year. Take your pick. Why not all of them? Ladies and gentlemen, obviously, I'm talking about myself. It's going to be a great show. Everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today is co-host, who the fuck are you? It's me, it's Jeff May. Hi, Unpopular. That's the thing I say in the beginning of the show sometimes. It's Jeff May from comedy. It's from comedy and podcasts. And podcasts and the internet. And, and, former, and Formerly of life. Formerly, yeah. I'm dead. I died earlier today. Yeah, we're, bo- we're both dead. This is a posthumous we're- recording. Pretty scary. Whoa, pretty scary. You're going to have to cover this podcast on a different podcast. Exactly. Eerie. Very eerie. Joining us as guests today, fuck guests. Just me and Jeff today. Y'all need guests? Stupid. The fuck do we need guests for? We're talking about a topic we know a whole lot about. Not not like we book guests based on their knowledge, but still. Time for our all tampon episode. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about live entertainment and whether or not it's going to survive the pandemic. Yeah, or just entertainment in general. Yeah. I mean, some TV shows and movies are back to shooting now, but very sparsely. And even then, I think there have been a couple productions where they tried to start and then people came down with coronavirus right away. Yeah. They're like the goddamn MLB. Yeah. I like when sports are like, we're going to try it out. And then they're like, a whole team got sick. And it's like, oh, so you stopped playing? Like, absolutely not. No, we're continuing to play throughout this. And it's like, yeah. sports are not that important. Yeah, baseball has gotten it under control a little bit. There haven't been any outbreaks recently. The Cardinals are going to have to p- play something like 17 doubleheaders to get to 60 games, though. They caught it. All that road beef. Hell yeah. Road All that road beef, beef comes, checks, it, it catches you, man. Trying to kill Frank Thomas in a Lamborghini without a mask on. That's baseball, baby. Baseball <laughs> fever. Catch it. Baseball rules. Yeah, the, the NBA is back. It's on over my shoulder right now. It's playoff time, which they're treating the NBA playoffs right now like goddamn March Madness. A couple weeks ago, we did an episode of In Broad Daylight, and Luis Prada joked that they're showing NBA basketball in 10-hour blocks now. And now they are showing NBA basketball in 10-hour blocks. There have been four games a day day every day this week which it's fine it's great i fucking love it yeah yeah i always feel weird about it like like wanting to watch sports like i'll be watching and first off the red Sox suck this season so 
I've been pulled out of baseball pretty hard. But also I'm like watching this and it just seems so trite that I'm just like, oh, these people are taking their lives into their hands at all points in time. Like I don't trust anybody in the M- uh, in the MLB or in the NBA. I don't trust them to not get sick and die. Yeah. Like if that's if that's weird. They're like, well, I got to pay bills and it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of billionaires at the top that have a lot of disposable income. I know yeah. it's weird. It blew my mind that of all the people on the New Orleans Pelicans who offered to pay the stadium workers salaries during coronavirus, it was fucking rookie Zion Williamson. It's like, why isn't the ownership just doing that? Like, Because ownership stays billionaires by not being good. Yeah, exactly. And it is weird. Like, didn't like the Marlins get a bunch of shit too? Like they got sick as fuck. Yeah, the Marlins were the first, and it was because a bunch of their players decided going out to a casino would be a good idea, and they all brought coronavirus back, and then they gave it, I think, to the Phillies. Uh, They played the Phillies that weekend, and the Phillies got a bunch of coronavirus, like, to go with all the other diseases those Philadelphia motherfuckers probably had. Yeah, Florida infecting uh, people from other places is not a new story. No, no, not surprising at all. Yeah, but basketball's been doing really well. Like, they haven't had any coronavirus cases since they restarted because they're being. Wait, I think, no, they have. There have been individuals that have. There might, I mean, there might have been a couple here and there. But nothing widespread like MLB had. Right. Nothing widespread and nothing that's really impacted any teams. Yeah, like sports, that's been back. Like, all the sports leagues are coming back, but entertainment, man. It's too widespread. It's too it's too independent. Yeah, and especially independent venues, which is what we're going to talk about first. Like this this hits near and dear to my heart because whenever we tour, we almost predominantly do independent venues. Sometimes in Minneapolis we do a comedy club called Comedy Corner Underground. Shout out to them, which has been closed. Yep, but Beyond that, it's usually bar shows, theater shows, things like that, like non-traditional comedy club outlets. And goddamn, are those places hurting right now? Oof, independent venues are taking a hit. Yeah, especially ones that don't serve food. Because in a lot of states, if food is 51% or more of your business, then you can stay open. But like one of the show, one of the places we do shows all the time is a venue in Chicago called North Bar. Shout out to North Bar. Shout out to North Bar. Shout out to Jim Weber. The the comedy album me and Jeff recorded was at North Bar. We didn't record it. Someone bootlegged <laughs> yeah, we it. We did was... air quotes on comedy album and recorded. <laughs> and we've done, God, I think four shows at North Bar. I love independent venues. And it's funny, too. I never thought of us as being like what you would classically consider indie comedians. Like, uh, like we're, cause we're not club comics. No. Um, and you know, uh, fan base is very, very rabid, um, not sizable, you know, you're not getting them Dalia numbers. And by that, I mean, phone numbers of children, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we go through small independent venues and I do the same when I, when I go home, I book out small independent venues, right? Breweries and, and things like that. Yeah, and it would be nice if those venues were still around when we finally get to the other end of this so we can go tour again. But man, it's not looking good. Don't look good. Like somehow 
Jim Weber and the people at North Bar, they didn't even qualify for like the the loans that small businesses were getting. And I don't I don't understand how that's possible. Except well, I mean, cuz the business was closed, but that seems like all the more reason to uh, why they would qualify for one of those loans. But they need help. Yeah. And uh there is a bill that is currently uh floating around the government called the Save Our Stages Act that is intended to help venues like that. It would be money that would go directly to independent venues. It's a bipartisan thing that was introduced by U.S. Representative Roger Williams, who's a Republican from Austin, and Representative Peter Welch, who's a Democrat from Vermont. It's weird that Austin has a Republican rep. Yeah, it is. That's very strange. Right? What are you guys doing over there? You're Austin. You're the one place. The one place. It's the one place in Texas that shouldn't have that. But at least these two white name collections here um, work together to sort of work to save independent stuff. I mean, it's clear when you look at a guy from Austin, why he'd want to save our stages because Austin is 30% independent stages. Yeah. And they have a really thriving music scene or they did before all this. And it's probably a big part of their economy. So good for him for introducing this act. And it would provide grants from the Small Business Administration to independent music venues impacted by COVID. This is a quote from Roger Williams. It's a $10 billion program that allows for recipients to pay for necessities like utilities, rent, PPE, and maintenance. Independent live music venues have been hit hardest as they actually were the first to close. Now here we are. They're the last to open. And I do think North Bar is kind of open now. I've been seeing emails and things about it, and they've, I think they're even doing some socially distanced comedy shows, which I still don't think I'd... I don't agree with it. I don't yeah. want to do it. But I mean, I understand, like, they need to make well, money the di- somehow. The hard dichotomy of it is, how do you want to die? Do you, like, for the worst case scenario on either end, do you want to starve to death because you can't pay your bills, or do you want to get COVID? They had set up a GoFundMe at one point, and they made some decent money through that, but still not enough to keep a business running this long without revenue, or at least with revenue drastically cut like it has been. And the problem with the Save Our Stages Act is that all of these venues were hoping it would get voted on soon, and instead Congress just went on recess and didn't vote on it at all. So it's at minimum going to have to wait until Congress reconvenes. B-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah. In the summer sun. Time to go to the beach. Yeah. B-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Let those fuckers starve. What the fuck is Congress do? Like, why do they even need to go on vacation right now? Oh, Oh, you need a break? Do you need a break? Well, the world's falling apart. You don't get one. Yeah, of all the times to not take a break, it seems like this would be the time. Yeah, the fucking balls on a on a governing body to be like, well, I mean, you know, it is time for our standard six to eight weeks of vacation. Yeah. So we're going to go. I'm sorry, you're what? You're starving to what? No, sorry. I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to go to Kennebunkport. So. And are they even gathering in the same building right now? Like, I f- assume all that shit's happening via Zoom. Just... You know, if pro is the opposite of con, then progress 
is the opposite of Congress. Holy shit. Oh, put it on a stamp and get it printed out, baby, because I am selling burns. Woo! That on your tea public store and smoke it. Hashtag got him. <laughs> yeah, it is really disappointing, though, that this bill didn't get voted on prior to them going on break because I feel like a lot of independent venues and like smaller bars and clubs and things are just going to shut down forever. And man, I don't, I don't want to have to resort to actual comedy clubs after all this, but I feel like those are going to shut down too. You know, it would be interesting would just be like, um, if they're like, where are we going to get the money? It's like slash the military budget. We ain't doing war right now. Yeah. Defund the police. Give the money to independent venues. (laughs) Give the police money to North bar. (laughs) I'd be I'd be better with North Bar getting it than the Chicago PD. These motherfuckers are nuts. That's how we got Dennis Farina. That's a good point. I don't know if I miss doing bar shows in LA. Like I wasn't doing a ton before this. And I don't know if I'll do a bunch after we completely reopen. But I also have another outlet when I need to do something funny or talk to the world or get shit out. I can just do a podcast, and that's what I do. But man, if all you do is comedy, this must fucking suck. I'm actually really excited that I've kind of forgotten how to do stand-up. I like the idea of of sort of deconstructing and then reconstructing the art of it. Like, so I'm not just going to go back and do the same thing. You know, I'm not going to be like, fucking robots. Like, I'm not going to do that now. Like, the world is so different, and I don't know how to do stand-up now. So, like, I get to have fun and rebuild and relearn how to do it. And I'm actually really stoked about that. Yeah, we're we're launching a Zoom show because it's all anyone can do in terms of comedy. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that first one, but I'll do one at some point. It's a, It seems like it's just going to be such a different thing. I did an online open mic a few years ago, and it was a fucking nightmare. And I hated it so much. I did a Zoom show the other day where I called in with two cameras. I called in with the the one that you see here, the the HD camera, but I also called in with my phone. And then like halfway through my set, I had them switch to the other camera and I just started doing chores while I was doing comedy. <laughs> like I was taking out the trash. And then I ended up finishing uh, by taking shit while I was doing stand up and talking about how like how refreshing doing a Zoom show is because <laughs> I can get away with all the shit that I wanted to get done at work. Oh, that's it awesome. Really, it was really fun. But like, that's the kind of stuff where you can have fun with it. Right. You know, like, like there's a new style of doing comedy and, you know, I, I didn't buy into TikTok. That's not the thing. But Zoom comedy, like a creative way to do stand up that's not stand up. Like, fuck, yeah, that's that's something I'm into. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how it goes and how long we have to carry on with just doing yeah. Zoom shows. On top of that, I'm more interested in getting venues protected and then eventually opened back up. Yeah, it would definitely be nice because it really is like most of the comedy club stuff I've done has been in L.A. Like we did an unpop show at the improv. We did a couple unpop shows at the Hollywood Improv. And man, just even getting comedians on that lineup was such a nightmare because I would run comics by the club owner and he'd be in like relatively big name comics who our audience loved. I'm not going to name them, but the the owner would just be like, yeah, they're kind of hit or miss at the club level. And it's like, God damn, this is a nightmare. 
I feel like you kind of have to be like, just let me do my thing. And if we don't sell, then I will never do the show here again. Yeah. And we didn't sell and we, we probably won't ever do the show there again. But like, I don't like working in that kind of environment where, you know, the audience is just going to be like tourists and strangers. And so you have to cater to this like mass appeal thing. I hate that. And you don't have that with independent venues. You can just kind of do your own show and plan it the way you want and run it the way you want. And our shows on the road always go really well. I had a great time at North Bar. I was I met a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time that I'm friends with. You know, my friend Eli walked us back to our Airbnb and showed us all the murder spots. Oh, yeah. And all the rats. Because we went into that. Yeah, it was like we went to that grocery store. He's like, oh, that's a murder grocery store. Yeesh. Yikes. But yeah, so shout out to the Save Our Stages Act. Yeah, and when Congress is back, fucking hit up your your local congressional rep and tell them to support the Save Our Stages Act because you want to see Unpop's tour again. Until the stages are saved, you will never see the unpopular opinion live experience. Or if you live in a state we don't want to go to. Sorry, well, Little Rock. Yeah, then you're just never going to see us you're in You're never going to see us. Little Rock's not a state. But I'm saying if you live in... I'm, I'm not going to name other towns in Arkansas. Come on. Come on, name French more. Lick, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Big Bro- Rock, is that one? Brooklyn, Arkansas? <laughs> yeah. That's probably in Brooklyn. Boston, Arkansas? What do you have to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but I don't know. It, I guess it depends on how long this all carries on. We should wander the earth doing stand-up... Like Jewel, like Jules says at the end of Pulp Fiction, we're just gonna like wander around getting into adventures. We should yeah, do that, could... but with stand up, like homeless stand up comics. Yeah, just stand on a street corner like yeah. a like a doomsday prophecy. Yeah, tell you a joke for a book. Yeah. Seems oh, like that would some... be my nightmare. Oh, right. The old yeah. Like seems like Chris Christopherson would sing a song about you. Yeah, remember that time we tried to do a video thing where we would do comedy for people at the library, two people at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and the first person you asked was like, no. And I was like, I don't want to do this. We're bothering <laughs> it was people. so hard. <laughs> I was just like, hey, man, we're doing this. It's a really fun thing. And the guy's like, please leave us alone. And I was like, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, it is fair in retrospect. They, we yeah. were at a library. It was a pretty big ask. That was like seven years ago. It was a long time. It was when I first, like, kind of first started doing comedy. Yeah. Cause that's I how would... ballsy you are when you first do comedy. <laughs> so you're like, people would want to see this in a library. Yeah, I also had it in my head that I should write new material for every show. So I would go yeah. write a bunch of jokes and then go to the library and fucking work them out in one of those conference rooms. Took me about three months to get over that. Like That's far too long. That is yeah. far too long to have that be the thing. Three, yeah. It should have been three sessions and you should have been like, no, this is dumb. Well, well now, nah, no, because it was a bi-weekly show, so it wasn't even three sessions. Ah, yeah. good times. That was probably a bare minimum of six sessions. Yeah. But yeah, I can't imagine when I'll feel comfortable going back into that kind of environment. Because I know there are places, I think, right now that are doing stand-up. I will tell you what it would take for me to do stand-up is a separate area where I am away from the people and my own microphone. Yeah, you would have to have your own microphone or at the very least, someone needs to come out and sanitize that bitch in between comics. I want my own microphone. That, that's a deal breaker for me right now. Like, uh, fucking comics are so gross. They're so fucking gross. 
Yeah. And if you've ever seen them talk, they fucking spit and they like, they're fucking, it's gross. Comics are fucking disgusting. They don't shower. They don't wash their hands. They're fucking gross. Yeah. I remember when I would do comedy before this, if like sometimes my mouth would accidentally touch the mic and it's like, oh no, what did I just do? A microphone. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, Do you ever smell a stand-up microphone? It smells like somebody stuffed it in their ass. And that was before the coronavirus. Now? It's it's like, well, it's funny, too, because comic book conventions fall into this world as well as live events, gatherings, and venues that are no longer a thing. And there used to be a thing we used to call con crud, where you go to San Diego, you come home, there's like an 80% chance you have a cold. Bare minimum. Oh, yeah. Bare minimum. And so now everyone's like, oh, con crud can kill you now. Yeah, that's a that's a real thing. I would always get sick when we would tour. Remember, we did the we did a show in St. Louis. That's cool because nobody knew us. That's an ice cube line. Uh, Rainy and, and 100 degrees. Yeah, we, we went from, time. I think, Kansas City, where it was like in the 40s or 50s to St. Louis where it was 95 and my whole respiratory system was like what the fuck are you doing to me right now yeah that and was, I was just was sick as shit yeah that was rough Kansas City was dope as fuck though I love Kansas City oh it was so good our yeah. Kansas City contact moved to Maine by the way Kevin oh. Mend he uh he relocated to Maine well fuck him that doesn't help us anymore sets it Maine now yeah, we'll just have to travel to Maine to do comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you ever you ever notice that things are different around here? Oh yeah, the That's south of the northeast, the Maine. south of the north. Let me tell you, after spending not an insignificant amount of time at college in Maine, I was always just like, "Are we in Alabama? Is that where we are right now?" <laughs> I'm gonna pick up the 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 want ad and find out where I can get a gun. Yeah, I wonder what a place like Tapcade. I wonder how they're doing through all this, because that's that's where we would do a lot of our shows in Kansas City. I've looked into arcades are in the post vaccine world of opening like that stage four. Um, Yeah. And they they would have to be because that's all touching surfaces. Exactly. Yeah. I I had to have this conversation um, with somebody. uh, We were really big pinball people. That was our thing. Playing pinball as much as we could. And then, well, I can't wait for pinball to open back up. And I was like, well, it's going to be a while. It's really yeah. going to be a while. We looked into renting a pinball machine. Jesus. Sorry. Like, like to have it in your home? Yeah. Eh. I might buy one. If you, We should do a GoFundMe where I can get a pinball machine. I mean, they're not that much, right? Like 1500 No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, you can get an old shitty one for 1500 Yeah. But like if you want one that works and is consistent, it's like five, six grand. Yeah, do a GoFundMe. That'll be fun every time you have to move. Haul a fucking pinball machine around. Worth it. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, the other venue that we used to do in Kansas City, we don't have to worry about them reopening because it burned to the ground. Davies Uptown Rambler. Oh, yeah. There was a really nice fast food place around that also burned to the ground, didn't it? I remember there being a restaurant that like there was like a grease fire and it burned and it was right near there. Oh, really? It was right when we were there because we were looking for something to eat. Oh, that's right. And it was like, you can go to McDonald's or you can go to. Nope, that is uh, on fire. That place was on fire. I loved Davies Uptown Rambler so much. It was such a fucking dive bar. Oh, yeah. And it was so fun. God, I, I love doing shows there. I miss Kansas City. I do, too. That barbecue. Mm, fuck. 
See, this is the problem with Corona, though, is it really does sort of push that travel bug back into you where you're like, fuck, man, I need to go to a different place. Let's just go to Kansas City. And then we die. Yeah. I have at several points throughout this been like, God, I haven't been out to Wisconsin to see my family in a while. And it's like, oh, yeah, I might kill him if I do that. My mom is immunocompromised. My mom has lupus. And she's awesome and loving and pure my mom is so pure she's also not smart about things mm. you know she's got that real good mom energy of 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 not knowing that things are bad when they're bad and she is like convinced she's like well just come home and i'm like massachusetts is a 14-day quarantine state so if i were to go to there, mom i would be trapped with you for two weeks which is longer than i'm allowed to stay i would have to leave would you even be allowed to quarantine with her yes like, wouldn't you have to stay in the same place, though. Oh, okay. And then those people become quarantined. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. What I don't understand is these people that are like, but I miss them. I'm like, yeah, that's called sacrifice. You yeah. fucking make the sacrifice of not traveling. And you say, well, I do miss them. I miss my family a lot. But I'm not going to kill them because I miss them. Right. And this this whole, this is going on a tangent, but this fucking 1% fatality rate thing is the stupidest thing on the fucking planet because that one percent doesn't take into account volume for one it doesn't right. take into account real numbers and it also doesn't take into account long-term damage to a person and the complications that come and that is the thing that i think people need to remember is that like yeah you can survive but you will need breathing assistance for the next 60 years yeah and neurological problems like if this thing can make you lose your sense of taste and smell what else is it doing inside your fucking head 99% survival rate yeah it's, it's like it's like yeah i don't want to fucking survive with half a lung right you can survive uh, losing a kidney but then you only have one kidney like shout out to chet wild shout out to he doesn't have one kidney he has three-fourths of a kidney and shout out to chet why <laughs> and yeah, like you don't want the fucking long-term effects of this. And I am, like, I'm not immunocompromised, but I am overweight. And that alone, like, I don't think people realize that. I don't think people realize what underlying conditions actually mean. Like, I know people who are young and in relatively decent health otherwise, but they drink a shit ton. And... That is an underlying condition. If you are an alcoholic, you have an underlying condition and coronavirus yeah. will fucking wreck you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, here's the thing, Adam. One of my favorite things to do and something that you and I used to do often was go to the movies together. It was a big thing for us. I loved doing it. I fucking miss it. I miss seeing you. Uh, I don't want to die and I don't want to kill you. Like, I don't want to carry that with me. You know, yeah. I used to teach about plague. And one of the things that we sort of had to discuss is it would be very difficult in 1370 to know a person that doesn't know a person that they personally saw die of plague. You right. carry that shit with you. 
the mental and emotional baggage of watching people you love suffer is so much more than you realize. And the 99% versus 1% that people say, that doesn't take into consideration the actual real-life implications of those, of those numbers. When you create a problem like this and you boil it down to a statistic, it fucks it up. You're removing the fact that this is a human problem. And so I'm not going to go to the fucking movies. And I'm not going to go to the movies with you. Especially because I don't want to fucking kill you. Yeah, I think it's insane that movie theaters are starting to reopen. Like, I think even I don't know if in California, but I, I know some sincerely doubt it. Some AMC's are open now. Like they opened on the 14th, I believe. And like AMC A list might be the thing I miss the most. I miss like, it so much. Yeah, like I that was what I did to relax. Like I would. If you were available, we would go to a movie. If you weren't available, I'd fucking go to a movie because <laughs> you get to just fucking sit there in the dark. It's air conditioned uh, with AMC A-list. It was cheap. and was so, so cheap. So cheap. And you'd see movies so, you didn't even fucking care about because you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, you got to get your money's worth. And now it's like, yeah, I miss it, but not enough to risk all of this. And yeah. I think that, I mean, that's a pretty good segue into the, the next thing I want to talk about, which is movie theaters. Are they going to survive this shit? Did I set up a segue? This segue brought to you by Segway. Segway, when you need a segue, Segway. Yeah, I remember early on in this at one point, AMC was just like, yeah, we might just shut down forever. Yeah, we like, might be dead. And you didn't see Bloodshot. <laughs> no one saw the hunt. I saw Bloodshot. I saw the hunt. It was I very saw good. Bloodshot in the theater. It was like, Right as it was starting, I was doing it for David Bell to help out for We Just Watched because Tom couldn't make it. So I was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. It's fine. And we went there and like it was there was like families coming out of Dave and Buster's. But this was like while it was starting to happen. Like this was March. Oh, yeah. And we went and we were like, fr I was freaked out. I was like hand sanitizing and masked up and just like really nervous. And then we'd see just fucking families strolling out of Dave and Buster's. And I'm like, they're probably dead now. Yeah, I'm legitimately surprised i didn't get coronavirus at that mariah carey concert i went to in vegas right yeah it was in Ooh. vegas on february 28th it's like putting a hat on a hat yeah and that was actually her last show she had one more show scheduled in hawaii and canceled that for coronavirus it's pronounced mariah oh right yeah the the natives the locals pronounce it that way yeah, I'm impressed that I didn't get coronavirus at that fucking show. I got a bitchin' sweatshirt, though. <sighs> Did you get me a sweatshirt? I mean, they were pretty expensive. No, so. I know. Oh, yeah, I got you one. Don't worry Thank about you. it. I'll give it to you next time I see you. <laughs> In 2023. But yeah, this is a thing, though, about movie theaters, because I do miss them a lot. But also, I don't miss them enough to kill somebody I don't know. Right. And the th I, I feel like if I were to guess, I would be an asymptomatic carrier, realistically speaking. Yeah, uh, I think you're pretty low risk for getting a severe case of coronavirus. Yeah, like me personally, I, I see it like I have my lungs are in mint condition. My body runs pretty healthy. And the fact that I have like bad oxygen intake in a nostril is not indicative of, a, of an actual physical problem so i would be fine so what it would become is i would be like a like a super spreader yeah because i'd be like oh man i have a slight headache want to make out 
Next thing you know, I killed Mariah Carey because I made out with her at her concert. Oh, you don't get to make out with Mariah Carey. I thought that's what happened. Or is that Neil Diamond? What? Did you make out with Neil Diamond? Yes. Nice. Thank you. That is impressive. Yeah, movie theaters have been especially fucked by this, and it seems like they're going to get even more fucked. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I never realized, like, I would always be like, why can't can't studios just release movies on demand right away? And I thought that was movie studios being greedy. And no, it turns out they've been wanting to do that forever. But they've had these agreements with movie theaters where there would be a window of time where a movie would only be in theaters. And that's what kept movie theaters open. I don't hate that, by the way. Like, I really don't. Like, in a world that works, in a world, in a world that works, I like the idea that seeing a new movie is like this kind of treat that you go out to. Um, But I also understand, though, that there is um, ableism in that as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not fucking homebound. I'm healthy. I got working legs. Like, I don't have like a sun allergy or anything like that. There are people that should get access to films at home. There should be a, you know, like a, but then people would just abuse it. You know, like people in California abuse uh, disabled parking. Right. They're like, well, you know, I got it's like a hip thing. It's like, is it? Yeah. And the movie against all odds that is going to really potentially wreck the relationship between movie theaters and studios is Trolls World Tour. I am not surprised. That was one of the first movies that was supposed to come out and then got delayed because of coronavirus. And it was one of the first ones that the studios just released directly to video. And that fucking movie brought in $95 million in rentals in three weeks. Well, that was, you got to remember, the height of quarantine. That was when you were like, don't fucking move. Which means you've been... People have been not spending, not for nothing, but I am saving money like a bastard right now. Same. Like, holy shit. Like I'm eating, like I go and get fucking, I'm eating groceries that I'm getting exclusively at farmer's markets and Whole Foods. And I'm still spending a third of what I was spending on food before that. Yeah. Not only am I saving a ton of money by not eating out a bunch, I have not been exercising much i like just started working out again this week and i've lost a ton of weight just from eating at home instead of eating out who would have thought when you're not eating deep fried butter bread that uh you know it's yeah like it's it's one of those things where you know if you if you notice and, and recognize that so like people have money to spend on entertainment like people are like fuck it the kids are miserable let's get the new trolls movie and we can make it like a camp out you know, we'll, 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 we'll do a little camping thing and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make a fort and we'll watch Trolls World Tour and it'll be like fun. Yeah. And people have been complaining about the price, like Trolls, when it came out, it was $20 to rent it. But if you're a whole family, that's still cheaper. It's a fucking bargain, movie man. tickets. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't get the theater experience. It's like you can't get cherry Coke and popcorn anywhere. I feel like yeah. you can. Yeah. You can round up all those treats. Yeah. I'm sorry you can't get a half orange Coke, half lime Sprite mix. <laughs> but yeah, with how successful Trolls was, what's happening now is AMC race recently came forward and they were like, look, if studios are going to keep doing this even after coronavirus, we're just not going to play those studios movies in AMC theaters. 
And they said that to Universal, which yeah. that's that's going to shut down a lot of big name pictures. It's fucking DreamWorks, man. Yeah. Like that's that's what it really comes to is these Universal movies are fucking big. And, you know, we, we laugh because it's Trolls World Tour, but we're also not six. Exactly. You know, like we're like, fucking who watches that? It's like fucking a million children. I want to see the live action Mulan movie and that motherfucker's $30 That's on Disney fine. Plus. That's fine. Yeah. They spent so much money on that fucking movie and they want to recoup some of it. It looks fucking great. It is a realistic interpretation of the fucking original. It looks good. It features, you know, it's, I don't want to say racist, but you know, I don't see Donnie Osmond in this one. Yeah, I mean, at least Tom Cruise isn't the lead. Yeah. Like in The Last Samurai. You know, what's funny is that movie won like um, some kind of like specific historic award for its like realism aside from Tom Cruise being there. Like it's like the most <laughs> accurate depiction of samurai uh, ever in film. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. Yeah. yeah. And they're like this the movie that you threw a random bearded white guy into dances with wolves in, in Japanese. It's the most accurate version of the samurai we've ever seen on film. That's sorry, insane. Sorry, Kurosawa, but Last Samurai beat you. <laughs> yeah, but if this carries on after movie theaters reopen, then movie theaters are fucked. For because, sure. like, a lot of people are just going to opt for that video on demand option. And even if movie theaters fight back by saying, well, we're just not going to show your movies in our theaters, another thing just happened recently that will undercut their ability to do that there for a long time since the 1930s since 1938 there have been these rules in place called the paramount consent decrees and basically what happened the department of justice filed antitrust action against eight companies back in 1938 paramount 20th century fox warner brothers lowe's rko universal columbia and united artists and because most of these studios also owned movie theater chains. They were able to just freeze all of their com competition out. Freeze they all of their cum. <laughs> and use it to make other movie theaters later. They basically just uh, were able to shut out any other studios or any other movie theaters in the area because they owned theaters and they had more money. So they were able to promote better and offer will, lower prices. I will say... That this is the most important thing that happened in 1938. Oh, 100%. Bar none. Nothing yeah, else if, was really happening. So that's how yeah. America was getting distracted. <laughs> we got real problems out here. We don't need to no, worry we, about Europe. We got real things happening here. The judge who just overturned this, her name's Annalisa Torres. This is a quote. As internet movie streaming services proliferate, film distributors have become less reliant on theatrical distribution. Which is true. Sure. And she also pointed out that companies like Netflix, Amazon, Apple, and Disney have all since entered the industry. And because they didn't exist at the time, these consent decrees don't apply to them. Well, yeah, which, like Disney owns El Capitan. It has forever, right? Yeah. They and, do all their premieres there. Right. And she is right, I think, in that that is a little unfair. Like, it's a little unfair to say, well, Paramount, you can't. You can't yeah. own a movie theater, but Disney, you can. Yeah, you're, that needs to, to have been amended as a, a and as it continues to go, because it can't just be like, oh, well, 20th Century Fox can't do that. And you're like, OK, well, they don't exist anymore. It's now a division of Disney. So I guess they can. Yeah. And there are people who argue that 
this rule isn't going to change much because this these consent decrees blocked movie studios from launching their own movie theaters, but it didn't stop them from buying existing movie theater chains. What a twist. If you can believe that. So like in 1986, Universal bought a controlling stake in a chain called Cineplex Odeon, which is a terrible fucking name. They deserve to get bought out. Yeah. And in 89, Sony bought the Lowe's theater chain. And a few years later, those two merged. And out of confusion, Paramount bought the Home Depot theater chain. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, movie theaters have already been doing this. Or movie studios. So the argument then is, like, was that ever really movie theater's problem in the first place? And I don't think, I think prices have been movie theater's problems. Yeah. Because it costs so much to get these movies from the studios. You got to charge $8 for a fucking soda to make up for it. And like $8 for a delicious soda. Yeah. Soda was usually the one thing I would buy at a movie theater. And then I just sneak everything else in. The only time I allowed myself soda was at the movies. That was my rule. So I haven't had soda in forever. Oh, you're missing out, man. Soda's great. I can't do it, man. I, 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 I adapt sugar too quickly to fat. Mm. It's too fast yeah. for me. Can't, I probably God. do too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess because I'm a person, I guess that's the quick fat turns into uh, sugar turns into fat on my body. It's weird. What about drive-ins? Have you been to any drive-in yep. movies yet? I did. I did go to a drive-in theater. What did um, you see? Um, Some fucking uh, called like uh, The Mimic. It was some random horror film. The like, Wretched? No, I think it was called The Mimic or Mimic because I was like, isn't this already a movie? Huh. It was too dark. Also, here's the thing, because drive-ins, they seem to be doing well, but cars aren't made to go into the drive-ins anymore because they turn off if you have the battery draining for too long. Oh, right. Yeah. The reason I asked about The Wretched is there was a movie called The Wretched for a while there in March when all of this really started kicking off. Number one film in the country for three weeks in a row, and it's such a terrible movie. Yeah. People like garbage movies. And the only reason it was number one was because it was playing at drive-ins and people could still go see it at drive-ins. So they flocked to it. And it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. I forget. This movie was like some Australian movie. It was fucking... It wasn't great. It was too dark. The experience wasn't great, but it was also like we were out and near people. And that felt good. Right. To be like contained, but around people. But yeah, like I remember one of the screens was playing... Palm Springs had just come out on Hulu and they were screening it there. One of the screens was like Goonies and Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I think it's just fucking something to do. Even Walmart is getting into drive-in movies now. They are converting 160 of their parking lots across the country into drive-in movie theaters. Like None in do. California. No. But also they're just showing like older movies and shit and also it's walmart fuck walmart i'm not going to cheer for them to come out of this with another revenue stream yeah but like drive-in theaters they're doing well now but i i wonder if that's going to create sort of a bubble where they're like oh man drive-ins are back and then we get a vaccine and everyone's going to be like fuck a drive-in i'm not trying to listen to this movie on my shitty car stereo yeah, it's not good because also you have to like turn your car back on and off every like 18 minutes or or like 12 minutes or something because there is no like there's no level to have your car because, you know, you're playing it through your car speakers. 
So right. like halfway, you know, you're watching the movie and then all of a sudden the speakers just stop. And you're like, oh, somebody's got to turn the key again. Yeah, that's Fucking annoying. annoying. No yeah. Prius is going to be working on 88 Cutlass Supreme standards. <laughs> you can't do a fucking drive-in anymore. And also there's like a million people there. It's so hard to get a blow J at a drive-in now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Blow that J, bro. Yeah, I haven't been to a drive-in since I lived in South Dakota. And there was one right across the border in Minnesota that I would go to all the time. Shout out to the Laverne Drive-In. Uh, I'm sure they're doing great right now. Surely they are. <laughs> like like the TV show, Jeff. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. I don't know if you made that connection. You said Laverne and then it said Shirley and it was like a whole thing. <laughs> don't call me Shirley. I will call you what I want. That's what I want to see. I want to see fucking airplane at the drive-in. But that is the thing is like, oh, Palm Springs is uh, out on Hulu and it's free. Cool. Let's go to the drive-in. And we drove like an hour to the fucking Mission Tiki drive-in out by like Claremont. Fucking way out there. But like, it's something to do. Yeah, it's something to do. And it's like the safest way to do it. It's definitely safer than going to an actual movie theater. And it's definitely one of those good experiences of a look at this asshole. When you see somebody like fucking driving their big car, their truck into the movie, like 45 minutes into the second movie. And you're like, what is going on in your life that this is has to happen for you? (laughs) You weren't going to just write it off when you were at the drive in. Did they make the cars socially distance? They said so. But then, no, not at all. Oh, wow. That sucks. What's cool, though, is I didn't realize uh, because I hadn't thought about it. I'm like, this is going to be weird because we were in a Mini Cooper and I was like, my fucking dino from the flintstones head is not gonna work trying to watch a movie but the way you park like it's like a little divot so your car is facing up towards the screen oh nice so which makes sense it makes perfect sense yeah they're just like put your fucking e-brake on you know throw it in a park put your e-brake on but you're like so you're kind of like you're just aimed up a little bit yeah that is smart i was like fucking of course of course yeah i had to do curbside pickup at best buy recently i needed a what'd you get I just needed a computer part. I needed an SD card reader and shout out to Best Buy. They, 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 for me, win the corporate social distancing award because to do curbside there, you are sequestered into a separate parking lot. You can't park next to another car. They have every other spot blocked off and and then you just fire fire off like a t-shirt cannon. Yeah. Well, you just fire off a text and say, I'm here. This is the spot I'm in. And they bring your shit out. And I assumed movie drive-ins would do that, too. Like, it seems like you could enforce that where people can't park next to each other. Oh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But you know what happens if you enforce that, Adam? You don't make as much money. Like, if you do really enforce these social distancing rules for something like entertainment, you are cutting down your revenue to, like, a third. Yeah, because, like, with a regular movie theater, to keep people six feet apart, you're going to have to shut down every other row in, like, every uh, every. Like, you're going to have to put two seats between each person, right? I think it's um, blank. It would have to be every other seat, right? Because that gives you three feet on either end. Yeah. So every other seat and every other row. Mm. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure their thinking is some money is better than no money. Sure. Well, that also, yeah, they don't have to pay, pay like unemployment and shit. Yeah, what blows my mind is I feel like a lot of people have this sense that, oh, well, if I wear a mask now, we're just going to be wearing masks forever. Or like this shit will pass. 
Like all this stuff about kids need to be learning in schools. It's like they will eventually. Shit gets weird sometimes. Like this isn't going to be forever. One of the things in the early days of this, one of the things that made me the angriest was when Vanessa Hudgens went on Instagram and was like, really? I have to be in the house until July? And then she was like, I know a lot of people might die or whatever, but that's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not go well for her. And it's like you are in your early 30s and have had a fuller, richer life than most people will ever have. You've done so many things that the average person will never do. You've seen things the average person will never see. And you can't spend four fucking months of your life indoors. In your mansion. Yeah, in your mansion where you will have everything you could ever fucking want just delivered to you at a whim. Like, fucking fuck you. You dumb dick. She is a dumb dick. Fucking dumbass dick. What about drive-in concerts? Would you go to a drive-in concert? Fucking sure. I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I don't go to a concert to listen to it on my car stereo. Yeah, but hey, I don't hate fucking sitting down. Yeah, I do like (laughs) that there's going to be no one standing in front of me. You ever go to a concert and it's too late when you realize that it's a standing room only concert? And you're like, I don't think I like this person that much. Yeah, I don't. It takes a lot for me to get to a a standing room only venue. Like I'll see the coat hangers. Like I, I almost exclusively have to see the coat hangers at standing room only venues. But for the most part, like I'm way too old. If there's a an arena show, I'm definitely not buying those floor seats where people stand. Like no, oh god, no! You get up in the fucking balcony and you chill. Yep, you just soak it up, man. I got fucking tickets when I saw Chris Christopherson. He was, I think, the last person I saw in concert at the Ace Hotel, and I got like that, like that first row in the balcony where I could just sit back and just soak it in and just not have to worry about people getting all weird and close to me. And I'm just fucking man spreading my legs out because nobody's near me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. A front row balcony seat is ideal at a concert. Oh, that's living right there. It's nothing better. It's funny that uh, because I went there, I went to the concert with someone and they were like, I'm not really familiar with his work. I was like, he was in Blade. (laughs) That was my big credit. (laughs) <laughs> not he wrote most of the music of the 60s and 70s but yeah he was in blade yeah once you hear the songs from blade you'll recognize him <laughs> yeah why wasn't he on the blade soundtrack yeah. fucking get orbital off of here give me, <laughs> give me chris christopherson doing some weird fucking johnny cash song that everybody gives him credit for yeah so far all the bands that have announced drive-in concerts i just don't give a fuck about seeing yeah like Metallica is doing a thing where they're filming a concert that's only going to be shown at drive-in movie theaters, but it's $115 a car. And I, I, I live with one person and I don't think she gives a shit about seeing Metallica. So that's, if I go to that, that's just going to be $115 for me by myself to see Metallica, to see Metallica. Yeah. And I've seen Metallica twice. They're great in concert. Do they need it? Do Do they need the money? You conquered Napster. You're fine. Yeah, I think they're doing okay, but I mean, it's it's an easy way to make money. Like Blake Shelton is doing one. Uh, there's a few bands that are doing either drive-in concerts or they're filming concerts and then showing them at drive-in theaters. But More like the drive-in truckers. <laughs> like the band, like the drive-by truckers. Drive-by truckers, but it's the drive-in truckers. But it's the drive-in truckers. You Jeff. get it. You get it.
Yeah, I don't. I just feel like that would be kind of a weird experience, especially if you're listening on your car radio. You're also going to hear it outside, right? Like there's going to be a weird sort of echo, I would think. I think people will be respectful with their speaker volumes at the concert, at the Metallica concert. Uh, Metallica fans seem like a respectful... But I, I'm thinking more if you were at an actual drive-in concert where the band oh. is playing on stage and then you're in the car. I think then you have to, you still listen through the radio, I believe. But then you're also going to hear it out your window, I would think. Dun, 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 dun. Seems like it would be weird. I feel like you wouldn't need the radio. Just fucking open your windows and hear the concert. That seems more like what it would be, which I'm fucking, I don't hate that either. Third Eye Blind just did a drive-in concert somewhere here in California. And it's like, they probably need the money. It's funny how much money you can make off a one-hit song. Yeah, that's true. Fucking. And they've got a few hit songs. They got a, they got a number of songs. They were, they were a high percentage of the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I always remember watching... I was watching... Um, fucking like MTV Cribs or something. And the guy, like a dude from Lit was on it and he's like this is the house that my own worst enemy bought full up yeah and it's like i remember that episode you just get a house like you wrote a hit song it's like now here's your house for that minimum yeah i i remember reading a a one of the many books about nirvana that i've read and there was a a bit about chris novoselic buying a house and his manager or someone was like you're gonna you're gonna probably regret those payments ten years down the road. And he was like, What payments? I bought it with cash. Yeah, like why would you ever get a mortgage if you're a millionaire? Because then you have a pure asset. Yeah, if I ever came into a big chunk of money all at once, I would just move to a more affordable state and buy a house with cash immediately. Like you can't do it here because California is absurdly expensive. But you know, just pay cash. But concerts are Concerts and movies are the thing I miss the most because concerts are also what I would do for fun. Like that would be, I I had a, I was looking forward to two different concerts in March in LA that both got shut down. The Screaming Females and Drive By Truckers both had shows scheduled in LA in March. And I really, really miss that. And I can't imagine when I would be comfortable going back into a situation like that. Yeah, because like we're gonna have to have a vaccine before I'm gonna go fuck with a concert. I think. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking. I don't feel down with it. Like I'm not. Yeah, the CEO of Live Nation recently came out and said he's confident that the concert industry will be back in full swing by summer of 2021, which is less than a year away. Why do you think he said that, Adam? <laughs> well, one thing he, I mean, one reason he said it is uh, apparently. of the people who had concert tickets for shows that have since been canceled, 86% of them have kept their tickets instead of requesting a refund. So people, I guess, are confident that it's going to happen again soon. I'm not like, no, why would you be? I don't, unless we do get a vaccine and there has been some promising news in that regard, but barring that, I don't, especially in California, like, Motherfuckers can't keep a mask on in California. Like, how are we How are we going to get to a point where we can just go back out in public? Yeah. How do you know some fuckface from Orange County isn't going to also want to go to your concert? Exactly. That's the thing. I can't trust motherfuckers out here. No, no. Which is, sh- I mean, it's not, it's not surprising. No. Like, 
I had a I, I used to do a bit on stage all the time. Remember stages about how people like California has this really liberal and progressive uh, stereotype about it, where that's that's how people view California. And it's like, no, L.A. and San Francisco are kind of progressive cities. Cities tend to be more progressive because they're filled with more progressive people. So they elect progressive people. Right. And then the rest of California, total fucking toss up, could be progressive, could be a KKK stronghold. You never know. You think desert trash is really going to be like, but what's good for everybody? Yeah. Orange County, especially. What a fucking nightmare hellscape that place is. I love performing in Orange County so I can like hate the crowd with my material. Like I I remember I used to perform a lot in... um, this fucking place called molly blooms and you drive out there and it's like out there it's like near like the naval base or the marine base or whatever the fuck it is and i would just be like oh how many of you got tricked in a high school cafeteria in order for your career path (laughs) yeah you want to kill someone come on we'll make it a lifestyle you'll be super racist when you're done yeah we should just shut down orange county just shut it down i don't hate it yeah just eliminate it altogether yeah but yeah, there's some other industry types who say it's going to be closer to 2022 before we see live music in clubs and arenas again, which takes us back to the uh, original talking point, the Save Our Stages Act. Like, North Bar is not going to survive if they can't do live shows until 2022. Like, that's what brings people, a lot of people in for them. Like, they are just a neighborhood bar also, but they s- depend so much on live performances. And like if it does stretch to 2022, that's when I think you're going to see like the fucking Troubadour might shut down, which like all these historic L.A. venues. They're all going to get turned into condos, bro. Yeah, probably. It's all condos. Let's move to the Troubadour. Fuck yeah, man. As long as people can't enjoy themselves and I can be closer to other hotels and condos, I'll be happy. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, the I guess the last thing I want to talk about is just a plug. If you if you do miss live music, there are so many sites out there and like just so many artists who are doing a lot of really cool live stream stuff. And I don't know, it's as close as you're going to get. There's a site called noonchorus.com. Fucking great. They they have I believe a live stream show every day and tickets are like 10 to 15 dollars. You get to chill and watch it in your home. Sometimes you get to see the, the musician you love, you get to see their home in the background. Which is like a special kind of stalking. So if you're if you're really, really missing live music, for one thing, go out and see if your your fave band is maybe doing some live stream stuff. They might be. Yeah. Sign up for their newsletter. Yeah. Check out check out Noon Chorus. Check out what other sites are doing that kind of stuff. Check out the Unpops Zoom comedy show mm. on nine eleven. Cancel your parties, everyone. Yeah, reschedule your barbecues, yeah. give your gifts on the 10th or the 12th. Yeah, your fire, your 9-11 fireworks displays were already tasteless, so they're not going to be needed <laughs> this time. Instead, just exactly. do what you were going to do anyway and have a good old laugh on, on Friday night. <laughs> it's Friday night? Thursday night? I don't even know. Friday night. All right. TGIF, 9-11 edition. Hell yeah. Thank God it's 9-11. TGI 9-11. <laughs> That will probably be the name of the show. I, God, it should be TGI 911, but also it should not be that. Happy 19th birthday. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Support the the Save Our Stages Act. 
Movie theaters will be fucking fine. You don't have to do anything. Let them and movie studios fight it out. They'll figure it out. No, let them fight. Yeah, let them fight to the death. The, we'll make our own movies. The Godzilla versus King Kong of movie movies. Right. What? Movie yeah. Movie theater movie? I don't know. I want to go. Something like that. But uh, yeah, support the Save Our Stages Act. Call your fucking representatives and tell them to fucking get back to work yeah. and then support that. And buy me a pinball machine. Yeah, buy Jeff a pinball machine. I would love it. I'm sure my roommate would love having a giant pinball machine in our house. Oh, who wouldn't? She'd be like, fuck yeah, what's that? A full Batman 1966 pinball machine that has to remain plugged in at all times? Hell yeah. That won't destroy my electric bill. No, that'd be a lot of fun. She's shaking her head now. <laughs> Guess what? You're not going to make me return it. It's too big. Yeah, yeah. We live in the pinball machine now. Like that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Put it in her room. There it is. Yeah. Then she'll appreciate it. It's like a gift. Here, sleep next to this. I know it has to be perpendicular to your bed, but it's cool. No, I can't turn the lights off. Yeah, why would you want to? Such ambiance. Yeah. It's like a nightlight. Yeah. But if your nightlight is like in the in a seedy bar. <laughs> yeah. Just pour some beer underneath it. Let that soak into the carpet or the floor, whatever. A couple of cigarette butts and some peanut shells crushed on the ground. Hell yeah. It's a fucking ambiance, man. Who misses bars when you can just get a pinball machine and throw garbage on your floor? <laughs> is there really a difference? I don't think there is. Yeah, the beer's cheaper at home. Yeah, bars I don't miss. I do miss going out to restaurants. That was the other thing. Really like, we would go eat sometimes. Yeah. Remember when we would eat? Yeah. Remember Tin Horn Flats? <laughs> yeah. Seedy-ass Tin Horn Flats. <laughs> They Everyone that works burgers, here is though. a little attractive for the Wednesday at one o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon shift. Mm. Oh, that doesn't seem right to me. Too many beautiful people. Yeah. For, for a shitty dive in Burbank. I did run to uh, get a surf and turf burrito a couple weeks ago, though. Mm. I did pick one up and then eat it ravenously in my car to the tune of a stomachache. From cilantro? cilantro Mexican Grill. Hell yeah. Right in, right in the side of a chevron oh if you're ever in la leave it and go to a chevron so you can get this burrito yeah but uh yeah i think that's our episode that's a sode do we have anything to plug before we get out of here i already plugged the the tgi 911 show what do you got uh you can check out tom and jeff watch batman on the gamefully unemployed network with tom ryman uh that is a weekly show you can also check out you don't even like sports the po sports podcast for people that don't like sports um starring you know i heard you don't even no like sports. no that's not true i did hear that's that not true you don't even like sports no that's not true you don't uh how dare you <laughs> okay how dare you uh you can also check out sideshow sideshow every other tuesday through sideshow collectibles and of course all the live stuff that i do uh stand-up comedy is illegal but eventually mint on card will come back to life so until then uh i'm done that's it uh subscribe to unpops at unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech Still $5 very briefly through the end of this month. And then the the network option goes up to $8. So get in while you can, motherfuckers. And uh, I don't know. Follow Unpops on Twitter at Unpops or on Instagram at Unpops.podcast. You can follow me on either of those places at Adam Todd Brown. But my social media use is very sporadic these days for my own mental health. <laughs> and uh, it has helped a lot, actually. So uh, I'll plug that, too. Get off social media for a while. Take a fucking break, America. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? It is nice. And uh, 
I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. You get the movie theater rookie card.